everyone, and welcome to The Build Podcast. I'm Kyle Poyer, VP of Market Strategy here at OpenView, where I help software companies accelerate growth and master my favorite area, pricing and packaging. That's why this season on Build, we're talking all about the art and science of pricing. Each week, I sit down with operators and experts to hear their pricing insights and experiences firsthand and answer some of our listeners' most burning pricing questions. Now on with the show. On today's episode of Build, I had the chance to speak with John Kelly, the head of global revenue at Hired. John shared his thoughts about introducing a new subscription pricing model at Hired, the role of sales in pricing changes, and the data that gave him the conviction to move forward. John, thanks for joining the Build podcast. Could you give listeners an overview about yourself and your background? Well, thank you, Kyle, for having me on today's Build podcast. My name is John Kelly, and I'm the head of sales and all customer operations at Hired Incorporated. Many of our listeners today will know a little bit about Hired. We connect outstanding tech and R&D talent with the world's most innovative companies. I've been now working in the enterprise software space for over 25 years, working big and small companies, some of the big companies you'd know by name, over at least 10 years' experience with Oracle, a number of years with SAP and Thermo Fisher. My smaller company experiences include seven early stage companies, series A, B, and C type endeavors in the human capital management and the e-commerce space. I worked on both sides of the fence, both pre and post sales. I've worked in customer service and support, professional services. I've obviously worked in sales and run sales organizations. I've been in engineering, product management, you name it. So kind of a jack of all trades and hopefully a master of a number of them. And I'm looking forward to having a conversation today about uh, all things pricing, bundling, packaging, go-to-market strategies around SaaS. Well, and it's the perfect background to get into pricing, right? So you know the product, you know the customers and their success, and then you also know the sales process. And I'm curious, when in your career did you catch the pricing bug and realize the importance of pricing in a software company? Oh, from day one, from day one. Having grown up in the customer services and support organization many, many years ago, it was always my job to make dreams reality. Those dreams included ROI and a return on the investment that these individuals and these companies made in a solution. With the advent of SaaS, with the software as a service moniker and our requirement now to earn our customers' business each and every day, literally, it's now more important than ever to make sure that pricing is aligned with the value that our customers are getting. So let's be blunt, right? I've always been thinking about pricing as it pertains to our customers and the importance of pricing and getting it right. It needs to be a win-win, both for the client and for us, the vendor, the individuals providing these services. And you're our first guest who actually comes from a you know revenue and sales perspective. Others have been you know in roles around product or product marketing or corporate strategy. In your opinion, what role should sales play when it comes to setting pricing? The lines between sales, marketing, product development, account management, customer success are all blurring because we need to be connected to our customers. We're all in the business of making sure that they're successful. So sales has always been, in my mind, the tip of the arrow. We're seeing firsthand in our daily interactions with our clients what works and what doesn't. And so, boy, it's a collaborative thing. Anybody and everybody that's interacting with the field is a participant in this effort. Sales, the role of pricing, 
I'd say anybody customer facing is a critical part to that whole effort. I think that's a great point and the insights that the sales team has are extremely useful. You're actually the ones who are pitching (laughs) pricing and getting the reaction and seeing if it's credible, if customers react positively to it or negatively to it, if it slows down the sales process. And I suspect many listeners will have heard of Hired or may even be customers of yours. But for those who are unfamiliar, you know, can you tell us more about Hired and what makes it different from other job marketplaces? Well, Kyle, what we do is simply awesome. <laughs> we help people find jobs they love. We connect outstanding tech people with the world's most innovative companies. Seven years ago, our founders got together and they decided that they wanted to create a place for top R&D engineering tech talent, you know, where they could go to find those jobs that they loved. Part of the magic, of course, was putting the job seeker, the candidate, in charge of his or her own search. And we knew, and this is still true today, that 75% of the people looking for a job view it as, well, perhaps as much fun as having a root canal. It's just not that much fun. So we stopped the madness and we connected the job seeker to the right companies at the right time on their terms. All of this was intent-based. We curate our network with a diverse set of opportunities for these job seekers to look at across a variety of companies. And we match them, right, where the intersection of unique skills, interests, preferences, and priorities are off the charts. So we find people jobs that they love. Now, what's even more exciting about the story is The same is true for the customer, for the client, for the companies looking for talent. We match them with the best talent faster. We have a curated marketplace with high quality, actively looking and ready to interview resources. You get 60% better response rates to inquiries. You save 40 to 60 hours or more for every tech role filled. We become the source for your R&D tech and IT hiring needs, and we specialize in those roles. We do so globally. We become a force multiplier for your workforce management team, talent acquisition efforts. It's a secret weapon. And to be clear, it's ABH. Always be hiring. The best of the best that are working with us know that. And so they're using our platform on a daily basis, a regular basis, and thus our transition to subscription. I mean, it's a very interesting, super disruptive model. And, you know, I think when the company was launched, one of the other things that you were known for was charging differently, charging on a transaction fee. So taking a cut of the candidate's first year salary, similar to a recruiting agency, because unlike other technology companies, you were acting much more like a recruiting agency. How did this model compare to other companies at the time? And how did the market respond? Well, our model was different, and the market responded by reaching out to us regularly and often. We were growing like gangbusters. Hired, simply put, built what every tech company wanted, a pipeline of qualified top tech talent available at that moment. Instant gratification. We had a game-changing approach on how we built the solution and how it was marketed. Most people didn't know this, but we've been going at this for six or seven years now. And for the first four years, we didn't even have a professional sales organization. People called us. We grew at phenomenal rates because we had the best product. The market loved it. Obviously, we charged less than your typical contingent recruiting agency, where they were charging 20, 25, 30% of a candidate's base salary. 
we were able to source these individuals, expose these individuals, and offer them for significantly less and do so at scale. So that was a very, very positive thing, right? But that is transactional. That's one-time revenue, and a large percentage of the revenues that we had three, four, five, six years ago were not recurring, and we, like everybody else, had to go out and continue to beat the bushes to make sure that this continued. So our pricing was in line with what our clients and the market demanded, almost a pay-as-you-go model. Better, it was a pay-as-you-grow model, and it worked. But like anything else, we wanted to continue to look at ways that we could tighten the relationship with our customers, with our candidates, and continue to broker those matches regularly. And to do so, that required longer-term commitments and therefore our shift over to subscription contracts and longer-term agreements. And a transaction model, obviously there's analogs, right, with recruiting agencies, but it's somewhat unusual for a SaaS company. What were some of the advantages and disadvantages of that model at Hired? We've been incredibly fortunate to have committed customers who have seen tremendous success on our platform for many, many years. And the models that we offered to them, our go-to-market strategy, were solely around a transaction, a different way for us to expose the opportunity to hire a candidate from our marketplace and to do so on terms that were more favorable than the classic contingent transaction of yesteryear. And thus, a lot of our conversations were centered on cost per hire and improving that cost per hire metric. But when you think about it, that doesn't really merit that type of sales approach or strategy anymore, right? We wanna go out and offer even greater value, an ability for them to actually hire at more velocity, more success, and at the same time for us to create more predictable revenue models, a la subscription. So the advantage that we had here at Hired was a very large transactional install base that wanted to move with us, evolve with us, translate their success with us to a different model that was more, I'll say modernized, more in line with the way that we're all used to purchasing things today. And I'd love to talk more about that. So, you know, I believe it was last year when you guys announced the new subscription offering, which by all accounts seems to be extremely successful. Could you take us behind the scenes at Hired when you were debating whether to pursue a subscription? There was no debate. Uh, That was always quite clear to us from the beginning. So as I mentioned, for the first number of years, we had a plethora of customers that wanted to buy from us because of the intent-based candidate pools that we're providing. But the subscription piece was very, very clear to us. We wanted to have longer-term commits. And I use the analogy regularly of the cell phone. And if you think about that device, which every one of us here on this call has, who here still pays by the minute, pays by the text, pays hopefully not anymore by the gigabyte? The model says, I will provide you a service for a finite fixed fee. And how much you use that service is the value that you can control and get. So moving to a subscription where we are both making commitments, customer to us and our company to the customer was a critical and very obvious move. So it came down to the pricing, the packaging, and the bundling of services that we were already providing into bite-sized chunks that were simple and easy to understand and making those available. 
And what data did you look at to not only give you even further conviction to move forward with a subscription, but then also figure out, you know, what the actual packages and pricing and bundle should look like? Well, Kyle, like most pricing discussions, 80 to 90% of this was common sense. We've been doing this for a number of years. We've got years of transactional data. Ask yourself this, how do you want to be sold? What are you willing to pay? We had all the data that we needed. We just needed to assemble it into a package, into an offering that made sense. Consider this. If you were a transactional customer and you were paying 20, 25% a contingent fee for hiring someone from any source and their base salary was $100,000 a year, that fee would be 20 to 25,000. We knew that if you were gonna commit to a platform like Hired for 12 months, 24, 36 months, you'd want a better deal than that. So it's a classic supply and demand question. For us here at Hired, we had a marketplace of hundreds of thousands of candidates. Just, you think about them, they're actively looking. And as a fact of life now, we are all seeing that the average time that an individual stays in a role now is less than 24 months. That's rather scary. So if I can get the market liquidity up 30, 40, 50% or more to where I'm placing a large number of candidates, that's the ideal state. So like that phone analogy I used earlier, I want to offer to our clients, big and small, a platform, access to a marketplace that is a predictable price one fee, one price, and as they use it, they can drive the ROI up and down accordingly. Go to the board, go to finance, go to your CTO, your chief product officer, your VP of engineering, whoever that happens to be, get approval for the platform once and be done with it. And then what's fascinating is here at Hired, The other data point that we had was retention rates. I do use that word retention because those individuals that were moving over to these models, to these plans, were coming back repeatedly over and over and over and making strong commits because of the success that they were seeing. When I think about that model, I believe you had 10,000 companies on the platform, years of training customers to pay on a transaction basis. And I'm sure there were customers that were using you know, you guys for tons and tons of hires every year and really expensive talent, and then some that you know were one-off. How did you ensure this transition would be smooth? We did not get it exactly perfect right out of the gates, but it was pretty smooth. We did have the advantage of 10,000 companies that were using our platform and years and years of success. So as we went out and took a look at the opportunity here to shift to subscription, right, to make this very major change in our go-to-market strategy, everything's about simplification, right? Make it very easy, very understandable for the buyer on why what you are now promoting what you are now offering is good for them. We had highly scientific terms internally for our bundling efforts. We called the three packaged offerings that we wanted to go out from day one with good, better, and best. (laughs) And these aligned with the core needs of our clients. We offered more enhancements for companies that were mature and growing. We had the latest offerings for companies that were, you know, kind of mid-market or SMB. You get the idea. And we made it very simple for them to move to these plans with easy to understand 
pricing. Now, I will say this. Consider thinking about your clients in the new paradigm. So if you have an ideal client profile, if you've segmented your install base in a certain way, you might need to rethink that as you're moving from transactional to success. Upselling clients that had success on our platform was very easy. Net new clients, net new logos for the first time, even easier because now you could come in and say, hey, here's a predictable one-time fee. The real trick was selling those that had marginal success on the platform and convincing them that they now had the wherewithal to drive their own success in partnership with our customer success organizations. And all of this was being tuned in real time as we saw the value of the subscription offerings, their acceptance rates, and how we were winning with our clients. So you're essentially able to have the conversation of, you know, the company might only have so much hiring that they absolutely know they need to make based on just projected growth. But the subscription is giving them sort of headroom in case the unexpected happens and in case there is greater attrition within their teams or if they have you know new needs that they maybe didn't anticipate. So it sort of gives them some more peace of mind over their hiring and then less of a shock when these things come up. Thanks for doing this. And I think the hired story is super interesting. Thanks for tuning into the Build Podcast. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or anywhere you listen to podcasts, and give us a five-star rating while you're at it. Outside of podcasts, we produce content daily on OpenView Labs. You can also follow us on Twitter at OpenView Venture and subscribe to our newsletter that's sent out to over 100,000 SaaS operators every Saturday morning by going to openviewpartners.com forward slash newsletter. Until next time.